0: Welcome to the next episode of Tea with Coco. Today I want to talk about some of the habits that I've adopted from growing up my whole life in Europe. I still practice them almost every day, if not weekly for some. And there are little things that normally you wouldn't think about. Um, It's definitely something I didn't realize I did as a quote-unquote habit until someone pointed it out to me. Um, And... That was usually out of like, oh, that's so European or how could you, you know, (laughs) how could you say that? That's so non-American. And I wanted to just talk through some of them because I think especially the few that I'm going to speak about today are ones that really help you do what Europeans do best, which is enjoy life. So, I am going to go through kind of my top 10 list of the things that I've realized are are European habits that I have adopted that I really enjoy doing and I hope you guys will too. So, the first of which is where I eat. Now, if you guys are followers of the blog CocoLikeChanel.com, you guys know that I eat absolutely every meal at the table. Pretty much bar none. Very rarely do I eat on the couch. And that's absolutely a direct result of my European upbringing. My my mother was very adamant that that was family time. And as I've grown up now, uh, other than a brief period in college when you ate on the floor of your dorm room or wherever you could be, uh, I've always eaten at the table. And a lot of studies have come out now about mindful eating. And I think when you're sitting at the table and the only thing there is to do is to concentrate on your food, it really helps that along. I don't think that's what any of the Europeans are thinking. I think it's, it's habit mixed with ritual and, and their history, but it really creates an opportunity for you guys to have a conversation with each other. Things that you wouldn't normally get to talk about or at such length. And I think now that I've adopted it and have therefore enslaved my husband to do so as well, uh, he, he really enjoys it too now. It's it's our check-in time that we get to talk about things uh, without having it be forced. And where I eat isn't just at the table, but any opportunity I have to eat outside, I'm absolutely going to take it. There There is something about being in nature and enjoying your meal in nature. I don't know if it's going back to the way we ate for thousands of years because outside is where we lived or what it is that speaks to us there, but there's some sort of majesty in being outside and and enjoying your meal. So. I know I live in San Diego where the weather is beautiful almost every day of the year. But whenever you can, if weather is permitting, sit outside and feel like you're in that French countryside enjoying a glass of Bordeaux in Bordeaux. Why not? My favorite habit, speaking of eating, is in conjunction with eating, which is shopping for food um shopping in general but i shop every single day i really just buy the ingredients that i'm going to use for that night's meal and it's it's something that was adopted from a habit in in europe our houses are smaller the refrigerators are extraordinarily smaller Uh, everything is smaller and everything is set up for you to be able to shop every day I know it's it's difficult sometimes here in the US because shops are so far away I actually picked my apartment that I live in now based off of proximity and walkability to places like the grocery store because I, I know I have this habit and Food waste is a huge issue that the whole world is facing. And again, it's not something that I thought of, oh, I'm gonna not participate in food waste. Um, It's just a natural habit. But when you do that, when you experience your food every day like that, smelling, touching, squeezing, (laughs) looking at the color, um, you're able to just get the stuff you need and get the best, freshest stuff. It's what really elevates your your meals to the next level when you use the the best freshest ingredients that you can. And I I know there's a time element that people you know how do I have time to go to the grocery store every single day? And I think it's once you have that into your routine, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Running to the grocery store, um, it's something that I do. Um, in the morning or right after I'm finished, um, with work. And I love it. I I love seeing and deciding right there based on what looks good that day, what I'm going to make for dinner. And it, it forces me to get creative sometimes and, and draw outside the lines of our normal, um, meal rotation, which is good. Speaking of going out, nice transition. Um, one of the things I always do that some people think is a little over the top um, is I always am dressed to be out in public. Extraordinarily rarely will you find me in yoga pants or workout gear or pajamas in class. It's not that I'm wearing a ball gown or I'm trying to be Carrie Bradshaw as I walk down the street. but. It is something that I don't necessarily take pride in, but I I do think about like, all right, I, I I'm dressing for myself. I want to feel good when I walk out the door. It's it's not something that takes a lot of time. It's not something that is uh, dressing to impress, but it's it's more so that I feel comfortable in my own skin. You know, Coco Chanel has a great quote that says, "You can be." overdressed but never over elegant and I always try to abide by the cocoa rule so uh, have a look at the blog post fab and five on coco like if you guys haven't checked it out you can see how I literally get myself ready in five minutes or less and and still walk out the door feeling elegant most of the time <laughs> like 80 20 Having friends over for dinner is an extraordinarily common European habit, especially for people in um, their 20s and 30s and beyond. But it's something that I know there's a lot of going out and you meet friends for dinner. But this tradition of inviting people into your home and having the main event be a meal, not a football game or... Any other type of event that you're communally watching, uh, like a television show, not that that's not fun because it is, but actually having people over for the purpose to share a meal and share a conversation. So I, I know every kind of good European girl has, you know, two to four recipes up their sleeve that they can then whip out. Um, it's, it's something that's usually like a mom recipe or a grandma recipe that you don't even look at a card or measurements for. If you guys don't have one of those, take a look at the recipe section on the blog of cocoalakeschanel.com. I put a couple that I have cultivated from Lottie, who I lived with in Madrid, my mother, um, who has those good buttery German roots, as well as living in New Orleans where the flavor is full and plentiful so go ahead and take a look um, at some of those if you guys need some ideas on how to put that together and if not of course there's always Pinterest and and online resources but have a look tell me what you think next is one of the kind of outings that every time I I mention that I've done it or I'm going to do it people kind of are looking at me like oh is it a special occasion no go to a museum. I, I know it sounds super cliche, but it's absolutely true. Europeans cannot get enough of museums. And when I say that, yes, normally they're talking about art, but museums in general, it's an enrichment for you know the mind and the body. It's, yeah, there's walking and enjoying that peace and quiet of the mind. It's almost cathartic and meditative um to go and to see something even if it's if it doesn't turn out to be your favorite collection uh it's just the ideas uh the enrichments being quiet in a place with your thoughts i think the europeans have an unfair advantage of having some of the best museums in the world but even here in san diego which is not known for its art scene and for good reason i think um New Orleans uh, and living in Europe have spoiled me when I could go when I was in college in Madrid down to the Prado and see some of the most famous works of art of all time, constantly getting good things. I mean, you just, you never know how good you have it. But regardless of which, I, I frequent the art museums here in San Diego and they do get, they just had a Frida Kahlo. Exhibit come through and it's it's enriching. It's always changing. You always see something new The next time that you didn't see the first time Uh, a piece could catch your eye or or be traveling Or you could just look at something differently and see something you didn't see before Being quiet with your thoughts and walking around is is good for everybody So we talked a little bit about making a wonderful meal but there is absolutely no skimping on decadent desserts in europe you will not find low fat fat free sugar free etc no it, it just it really doesn't exist i mean i think in recent years some of those things have creeped in and i'm not sure if it's social movements or or tourism to be frank but it's just not something that's practiced. It's not something that's done, and that's because they they do it upright and they don't do it overly. When you think about something like an Oreo, and compare that to what I will call the French version, like a macaron, it it's not even comparable. And I'm not saying Oreos aren't awesome. I mean, have your Oreos. Like they're actually pretty popular abroad, but. It's a completely different experience. And when you make the dessert, it becomes not only a source of pride, which I think is, is synonymous with creating a meal, hopefully. <laughs> you know. um, but it also lets you understand um, how to get those subtle balances of flavors. Baking is a science. It's, it's a little bit different than cooking because it, it has to do with the chemistry of the food together. It's not as forgiving, but it is oh so deliciously worth it. So, I, I know Americans feel a lot of guilt around dessert. Um, they food shame themselves. Um, and a lot of times it's because they overindulge in things that aren't, quote, worth it, like a bag of chips. But I can promise you, when you use amazing Seasonal ingredients expand the flavor profile with things like dark chocolate as an example, my personal favorite It's such a difference between that and the store-bought candy cookies ice cream that you can go to the grocery store and get and it's with good reason So spend some time looking at recipes. What what would you like to make? What would you be proud of? What are you eating with your eyes, your mind, and absolutely your stomachs? Let me know what your favorite recipes are. I have some of my favorite, including the amazing French chocolate cake on the blog. So have a look at that. So the next habit I have which I think a lot of my American friends have as well is starting the day with coffee and ending with champagne. You know I'm not a big soda drinker and most Europeans aren't. I mean we definitely have soda. Um, They're in much smaller containers, uh, small glass bottles, uh, kind of like the Mexican Cokes of the US and you get one there are not endless refills normally but you know they do exist I am much more excited about coffee and wine and tea and regular water in Europe is, is sparkling water or mineral water um, with with real fruit or different herbs added to it to enhance flavor but one of the things I like to do on a weekend if I was to have my perfect day is to wake up with absolutely amazing coffee, which is a wonderful blog post if you guys have not read um, For the Love of Coffee. Um, go on and you can see all the different ways um, my ode to coffee uh, online and how I make mine and and some recommendations for the different ways to get that perfect, amazing cup of coffee to wake up with. and. And then end the day with a wonderful glass of champagne. You know, I think champagne has an identity in the U.S. of being for special occasions only. And why not have it on a Wednesday? Just celebrate. Um, Be fabulous at at your own dinner table with with someone important, with yourself, with a, a bubble bath and reruns of Sex in the City. Why not? Enjoy yourself. That's part of what the European lifestyle is, is taking those moments of wellness, doing something, popping open a bottle of Prosecco or champagne on a Wednesday night because you can, because it feels wonderful and tastes wonderful. One of the last things I wanted to talk about is is a pretty obvious one, but, and it's something that is expanding here in the U.S. more and more. But even though it's obvious, I definitely want to say it because it it absolutely is a habit, um, which is seek out those amazing markets, whether you're looking for ingredients for dinner that night, pieces of art or antiques, or, or just want to look and see it kind of all the weird and interesting different booths that are at these pop up farmers markets or locals market, art markets. You never know what you're gonna find. I've I've found some of my absolute favorite pieces um, I own at the markets, and it's it's always fun and always changing. It's never the same. You can support your local artists and and farmers, as well as get the best. Why not? The thing I'm gonna leave you with, which we talked about briefly earlier, but it's, it's something that's such at the core of the European lifestyle and something that I really have tried as I've, mm. I've moved to America. I've found more and more that this is going away in my mind, which is taking time. It, it's really one of the best European habits you can, you can do is to slow down. Walk down a street in the sun, sit on a park bench, have a three hour dinner with a friend. Just take the time. Think about how you're going through your day. A lot of times, I, I know I, and I've spoken with friends about this too, just feel like you're almost robotic. You have to do this, this, and this, and constantly making list and checking off list. And when I was Living in Europe, even as a teenager and into my 20s, I didn't have that constant sensation that I was wasting time by taking time. And I I wanted to end on that note because it really is one of of the most important that you can do. Because taking time Mm -hmm. to enjoy life shouldn't be something we have to think about doing. But a lot of times it's not our priority, that enjoyment, that everyday enjoyment of life, and it absolutely should be. So please walk around the street with the dog, have an amazing cup of herbal tea and do a sketch, read a book, take a bubble bath, do a face mask, do absolutely nothing. Take the time. I think it's it's something that we could all take a little bit of, of comfort in. So I'm going to try to end every podcast with what I call a lanyap. Lanyap is one of my favorite expressions because it means a little something extra. So I thought I'd leave you with a little something extra. We talked about the Chocolate cake recipe earlier in the show and I thought I would just walk you guys through it. The full recipe is online at Coco like and just hit on the food plus drink section I call this one my French almost Flourless cake because there's about two tablespoons of flour in it. You can use a alternative as well all you're gonna need for this is 7 to 8 ounces of bittersweet chocolate and again try to buy the highest quality chocolate you can 14 tablespoons of butter I like to use unsalted butter and salt it myself I will leave that up to you 3 fourths cup sugar 5 eggs and then two tablespoons of all-purpose flour or your favorite gluten-free alternative. I have made it with almond flour before. I have not made it with coconut flour, but I'm sure it would be delicious. So this literally takes 15 minutes to prepare, and uh, then you'll be on your way. So you're going to melt the butter and the chocolate I simply place them both in a metal mixing bowl together over a pot of boiling water and and mix. You can also do this in the microwave if need be. It's definitely easier if you break the chocolate up. A lot of times it comes in breakable uh, sticks, so you can do that. Um, cutting the butter up for the same reason it just makes the process a little bit smoother. So once you have those melted together, It's already going to be smelling fantastic. Stir in the sugar and then remove it from the heat and just let it cool for a few minutes, five or so. Then in another bowl, mix your eggs until they're nice and frothy. And then add the chocolate and butter mixture to the egg mixture. Add the two tablespoons of flour and stir them again. Then I just pour them straight into a cake pan. I butter my cake pan to help it come out easily. I like to use a spring pan for this so that it can then be put on display on the table. But you can use whatever type of baking pan you want or a tart pan if you guys have that. Put it in an oven at 350 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes. Just stick a Toothpick in, of course, the middle and see when it comes out clean, it's done, or a knife if you don't have toothpicks on hand. Some people I've seen um, dust the top with confectious sugar. I prefer to make homemade whipped cream. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world where you literally just take heavy whipping cream and use a hand mixer or a KitchenAid and whip it into perfection, with some seasonal fresh fruit on top I promise you you're going to be the envy of everybody in smelling distance and tasting distance and it's absolutely foolproof and easy as chocolate cake all right you guys thanks so much for tuning in I am Coco like Chanel and until next time